tells us that if you're not happy, you can just change your job and your relationship, start a hobby, have a baby, get a puppy or five. We are constantly facing change in the pursuit of happiness. And yet, deep down, we resist it so much because nobody teaches us how to navigate transitions. I am here to change that. Join me and my guest every week to find the inspiration and actionable steps to dive into your next great chapter. Let's write it together. Welcome, I'm Olga Nadal and you are listening to your next great chapter, the podcast to master life transitions with ease and courage. And today's show is sponsored by Divorce for Love. For those of you new to the show, I am the founder of Divorce for Love, where I educate, inspire and coach those going through possibly one of the most challenging transitions you may face in your life. If you are thinking about divorce or have started the process and are feeling lost, go and watch the masterclass I made for you on the five secrets you must know about divorce. These five secrets can save you a ton of money and sleepless nights. The link is in the notes, so head over there right after today's show. Today, I want to talk to you about how to find the courage to speak up. And, you know, I always like to give you steps. So I'm going to take you through the process that I use when fear is paralyzing me. And I had um, an incident recently where... I had to confront someone that I needed to speak my truth to and I felt fear just taking over and I didn't want to say what I had to say. And then I had another moment where I was recording a podcast where I was talking about my views on coronavirus and knowing that they're very different to mainstream media and ideas, I was terrified that people were going to come out with pitchforks. And I'm telling you this because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be ostracized for sharing your different views. I know how it feels to tell your truth and knowing that you're being judged by it. I know how it feels to step out of the norm and have people come to you and say, no, 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 get back in line. And I have made a living out of coaching people going through the divorce process to communicate their truth. No matter how hard it is, no matter how the other person is not willing to listen, I've taught them the steps to make sure that they could be heard. And yet when I found myself in those two situations and I could not use my techniques, I had a moment of, okay, let's let's go back here and see what happened. And what I realized is that I needed to, first of all, acknowledge that these were difficult conversations or the moment when I was speaking on the podcast, I was talking to the world. I don't know who is going to listen. I don't know what reaction they're going to have. And that created a new type of fear that we don't have when you're speaking to someone that you more or less know and know how they're going to react. So that was something that for me represented a new level of fear that I hadn't had before. But we can also find that when we are speaking to someone and we know that the reaction is going to be, quotation marks, negative. We know that they are not going to agree with us. And then the steps that I suggest that we take is once you've acknowledged, okay, and going into a difficult situation, then you can prepare your mind and your body for it. And preparing your body is really important because the shutdown starts in the body. It literally, like we've all experienced that moment where we freeze and we cannot speak, or the words that come out of our mouth are completely wrong, or they're not what we were meaning to say. And that's because fear is controlling our body, and our body is controlling our intellect. So the first thing to do is to say, okay, body, we're going into this, and we're going to be safe. 
And that's one takeaway. I want everybody to hear me. I want to say it loud and clear. In a lot of the situations that we are terrified of, we are safe. It's just that we are trying to avoid conflict like it's the plague. And it's okay. But understand that a lot of the fear and a lot of the terrible scenarios that you're running in your head are not really ever going to happen. I know there are circumstances where, yes, you may be placed in danger if you speak your truth. But I am talking for all those other moments where we know that we are just making a huge deal in our heads. But if we actually tackle and set the words that we need to say, the consequences will not be as terrible as we are foreseeing. So acknowledge that you're going into a difficult situation. Prepare your body for it. Your mind will follow. And then ask yourself how you're going to answer these questions. The first one will be, how am I going to keep an open mind and ask others to do the same? Because I don't believe in conflict as long as we are here to debate. I think that conflict only occurs when we are not willing to listen. We just want to speak and we want to enforce our view on other people. But if we're willing to compromise, if we're willing to hear a different perspective, even better, if we're willing to learn, which I think is the most beautiful thing to say, well, I never looked at this subject from that perspective, then there is no way that you can walk into conflict. You're walking into a debate, into a, let's see a different solution to this perceived problem. So I would honestly just tell people, hey, I know that I'm going to present you with different facts to what you're used to or different information to what your cognitive behavior has understood is right in the past. Can we please both keep an open mind and ask for it? Ask for an open mind and an open heart so nobody gets offended and everybody's capable of listening. The other question that I want you to answer is, how are you going to express your point of view without offending anyone? And to me, the answer to that is be respectful and do not allow for the other person to be disrespectful. You set your boundaries and you say, hey, let's listen to each other. Let's give the time for the other person to finish a sentence. How often we cut the other person because we know they're wrong and we just want to stop wasting time and tell them, no, 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 no. This is how this really works. So how about we say, no, 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 no. I'm not going to offend you by disrespecting you and not listening to your opinion. I'm going to wait for my turn and I'm going to really, while I'm waiting, I'm not just waiting to give you my answer. I'm actually processing what you're saying and trying my absolute best to see if I can jump on board with that idea and then be able to dissect that idea as opposed to just jump straight into your counterattack, which is when, again, I think that we fall into conflict and we find it even more difficult to keep on speaking our truth. Very often, because we're programmed to be people pleasers, we will just default into, okay, you're right. Yes, yes, yes. Forget about what I was saying. But Sometimes your message is really, really important and sometimes things need to be said. And I coach people when they're going through divorce that he may not, he or she may not want to hear that you want a divorce, but do you really think that you cannot say that and just sort of hide it in the back? It's going to keep coming up. So what we need to do is to find a way that the other person can hear us and not be offended and not be disrupted by our ideas. The next question that I would like to ask you is, are you willing to apologize? So if 
in the process, our body or our mind kind of betrays us and forget that we had said at the beginning, okay, we are setting the ground rules where we're going to respect and we're going to listen. But somewhere in there, our default reactionary mechanism jump in and we became offensive or we didn't listen or we even raised our voice or we used insults, whatever form of disrespect happened there. We ended up offending the other person. Are we willing to apologize? Because again, that could mean the difference between conflict and debate. If we are so caught up in the, no, 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 I need to win this argument at any cost, we may feel that the bombs that we're dropping are justified and not want to apologize. And again, the only definite path that we're heading with that attitude is conflict that cannot be resolved. Another question that I want you to ask yourself before you have these conversations is, could you develop an attitude of only giving a very few, and excuse my language, facts, and I really mean it. This is a mindset shift. This is something that you have to work on. Going into conversations with people and saying, I honestly don't give a fuck whether you like what I'm saying or not. I am going to say it in the most respectful way. I am going to listen to you in the most civilized manner. And whether we get to an agreement or not, that's fine with me. I will still love you. I will still respect you. But I don't care whether we end up shaking hands on an an agreement or not. We are here just to express our truth. And yes, in an ideal world, we will reach a conclusion that everybody's happy about. But if not, are you okay with that? And are you okay with not taking that as we fail at that conversation? I say often that you have to have more than one conversation, especially when it comes to difficult subjects. If you're trying to convince your partner that it's time to end your marriage, trust me, it's not going to happen in one casual, hey, pass me the butter. I think that we should be done with our marriage. It's going to take several attempts and you have to respect that. That's also part of being respectful, knowing that the other person may need time to process. What you are saying could be so huge in their life that they cannot just digest it in one sitting. They have to take time away, process it, and then you can come back and say, hey, can we talk about this again? Is this a good time? Have you had a time to think about it? And again, it may not happen on the second conversation. It may take several rounds, but if it's an important truth and it needs to be said and it needs to be understood, and again, doesn't mean that it needs to be agreed on. It just has to be understood. Then you are going to have to give a few attempts and really not care whether you end up going into conflict, you end up getting into disagreements, just saying, hey, we're going to keep on trying this until we find a way to communicate. And one thing that I teach my clients is when we are handling conflict, I always say it's not about avoiding conflict. It's about learning how to manage it, learning how to almost outsmart your opponent meaning the other person and almost saying like, hey, I know that this is difficult for you and I'm, I'm going to help you get there. I'm going to help you understand what I'm asking for. But in order to do all that, I teach conscious communication. And that means that when we're communicating, we are using a whole array of tools. We're not just talking. Talking is one aspect of communication. 
Token is just the exchange of words, which very, very, very often can be misunderstood. It all comes down to whatever programming we have inside of us from our past. All the times that those words were used in a different context will just trigger us in ways that maybe the person who is using them right now really doesn't mean it that way. So to me, talking, speaking is just one part of the communication process. Another very important part is listening, active, respectful listening. Another very important part is your body language. How is your body? What kind of message is sending to the person in front of you? Because we all know what rolling of the eyes, a deep <sighs> um, arms crossed. We all know what all that language is telling the other person. Also, we have the, besides the talking, the, the speaking, listening, and body language, we have the subconscious language, which is even intonation, pauses, times when you energetically are withdrawing from the conversation. All those are part of the communication process. So again, learn to consciously communicate before you go into this kind of uncomfortable arguments or conversations because it will save you the arguments that, again, a lot of times if you learn how to speak, how to listen, how your body language can be on the same wavelength, then you will be avoiding problems on the line. Another thing that I suggest for you is that you don't worry about judgment because people are going to judge you. No matter what you do, no matter what you say, some people are going to judge you and that is not on you. That's on them. And they are probably judging themselves so brutally that they cannot see another human having a different opinion, especially if it diverts from social conventions. Then that's, that's they just short circuit. So they will criticize you. They will backstab you. They will say things about you that are not true. And once again, you just have to say, what you think of me is none of my business. It's just what you think about yourself. And I think that not speaking our truth ends up throwing us out of alignment. And it ends up bringing people into our life that, what do you want them in your life? If they cannot agree with your truth, then do you really need those people in your life? Do you really need to always be lying? Because again, you can have different views, but if they're not going to respect you and they're going to judge you, then I'm not quite sure they're a good fit for you. And I'll talk about this in another podcast. I speak often about the purge of friendships that happens as you go through transitions in life. And as awful as it sounds, it's actually a positive because every time that you get rid of something that doesn't serve you, you're making room for something or someone who is much better well equipped for you in this moment in your life. So maybe remove so much of the grief and concern that we have about we are going to upset people when we share our truth. Remember, in my opinion, it's better to upset others than upset your own guidance, your own soul, your own spirit that says, who said that? How are you saying these things? I know that I know that's not what you think or feel. Why are you lying? And I think that we end up paying for that misalignment. And my last advice is just practice. Practice makes progress. I don't like the word, the word perfect at all. So I'll say that you will progress towards getting better at communicating, especially conscious communication. There are plenty of books out there. I teach it on my online courses. Just make a point of learning how to do it. And 
yeah, practice with different groups of people. With some, it's going to work. With others, you learn. <laughs> you will learn new techniques. You will learn new ways to speak to what I call the difficult listeners, also known as those that won't listen. And sometimes you will be so much faster and quicker recognizing those that really, there's no point in talking to So um, I hope that this was helpful and let me know if you put these concepts into practice. Let me know if you are speaking your truth. I think it's so important, especially where we are in history right now. We have all these means. I mean, like, it's not just your circle of friends. It's we all have people who follow us on social media, who listen to our podcasts, who buy our digital products. And I think, I really believe that we have a duty to be truth to our beliefs and not sugarcoat what we think that people need to know. Wishing you all the best and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Remember to subscribe and review my podcast because I love hearing from you. You can also follow me on Instagram, at Divorce for Love and join our Facebook group in the show notes.